0: スター 今の放送はランディ夜ファンのためのファンボポキャチャーポcastストで Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fan Holes Podcast. How are you guys doing out there tonight? We are doing another episode of Toku Thursdays. If you're not familiar with this, this is basically a superhero concept from Japan. It's basically anything that's not sentai is usually kind of thrown into Toku's Hatsu. It's basically guys in costumes running around fighting bad guys. Uh, one of the shows we've been doing a lot on Toku Thursdays is Kamen Rider Gaim. Sadly, we've actually done the entire series. Now, that doesn't mean we're totally finished, though. Just because the show's over doesn't mean there's some specials that are still out there that we can get a chance to cover. And tonight, this is actually my good friend Derek. Hey, Derek. Hey,
1: man. What's up, guys?
0: This was actually his request. He was like, let's watch this. And it was, and it's called Commander Gun: Final Stage. Now this is interesting, though, because we've watched the show, we've watched some of the specials, and we've watched the movies. And all of them have been, you know, pretty slickly produced, you know, really cool special effects. And, uh, you know, a lot of actors, you know, a lot of locations, a lot of scenes. Final stage is literally on
1: a stage. Yeah. It is a stage show. Yeah, it's a, it's a live stage show. So there, there are basically a group of actors that are suit actors. And it, I mean, it's kind of similar to like they have stage shows like this all across Asia where, you know, I guess if, if somebody listening is obviously a, you know, English speaking person, you know, maybe you're familiar with like. The, the Batman Live stage show or, like, the Marvel Live stage shows that they've had of recent where they tour around and everything. And, you know, they, they have, you know, special effects, but it is a stage show. There are actors in suits. You know, a lot of the dialogue is pre-recorded or they use, you know, microphones and things like that. And this is really no different. You know, all the, the Gaim cast return, but they are all in their suits for pretty much the entirety of, of the stage show. And, and also to just because of me and
0: Derek being the old old men of the group, it also really kind of reminded me of not in quality. I think the quality of this is much better. But it also did remind me of turtles coming out of their shell in a lot of the yeah. live shows that turtles. No no did, that's yeah. that
1: that's that's also a very fair comparison. I mean there 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 are a number of things that you could compare this to. Like there are plenty of live stage shows like there were live stage shows of Ultraman, and, and like you said the teenage mutant ninja turtles and you know all kinds of stuff that you know are not as recent as say you know the marvel stage show or batman live or anything like that but this is this is all in that same vein i mean i i remember being a big proponent and i i know i probably mentioned it on the podcast offhandedly as like an awesome thing or something but what, one of the things i was really fortunate enough to run into was there were there was also a group that was good enough to subtitle the bleach live dramas it was like a rock drama oh, cool. and everything like that and those were really fun just like this was as well and and that actually had you know they, they, those were not suit actors do you know what I mean like they were they were actually dressed up like the characters yeah. from Beach and you know it was a whole live stage show where it was you know obviously it's probably easier to cast you know essentially maybe lower scale unknown people and dress them up as anime characters than it is to try to actually do a live tour stage show with the cast from a television show you know obviously most of their dialogue and lines were pre-recorded and and, and we'll talk about that but you know it, it, it was also very very fun and, and so was this so I mean I I don't know I, I guess I'm an easy mark for something like this I have a theater background like <laughs> I grew up doing theater so anytime I see something like this and it merges it with kind of like geek and nerd stuff and action and and fun stuff I'm I'm I, I know maybe to some people there might be like what he sliced his chest and then the stage lights flickered lame but like for me I'm like easily you know sort of you know, I mean that's 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 the only way you could do it, you know, a hundred so years ago, you know, it's just it's it is it is an art. You know, and then and then they also have, you know, like cool stuff where they've got like screen projections and stuff like that where, you know, when people get blown up, they stand in front of the screen and then the screen has like the fiery image in the background and they just kinda you know, roll off Exit of the stage, stage, right? stuff. Yeah, and it's like you know, I mean, to me, I'm I, I guess that what the word I was looking for is I'm I'm super forgiving of that stuff. I understand all of that stuff. You know, I've been in shows where that was the extent of the special effects, so you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit there and be yeah. like, you know, this is terrible. It's like I I think it's all great. Like I I find it charming, and and I I'm always sort of, you know, I I don't know. I was smiling the whole time I was watching this. Like I just thought it was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll go to a quick synopsis. There's not a lot of story here, because with a, especially with a stage show like this for Comment Rider, the emphasis is going to be on the fighting and the cool costumes and the you know, the quote unquote special effects. And I don't say that dismissively. I'm just saying they're not the special effects you're used to. But all the cool laser lights and stuff is what you come to see. So basically, you start off with Demushu and Redu coming on stage after we see Duke and Derek's favorite Sigurd, the lock dealer. You know, pretty much like kind of having a conversation and stuff. And you know, everything is pretty much you know them being the the, the characters they portray. I'm not really was it just me, Derek, or were they not really showing Redju and Demushu as overlords so much?
1: I, I don't know. I think it's interesting because this is something that that I noticed, and I think it's mentioned on the the common writer wiki too. But I, I was kind of thinking like, oh well, the one person that doesn't show up in this that was kind of an important character and did perish essentially was. Big Daddy Silver, you know, and and it's like yeah. one of those things where you're like, oh well, it, it, you know, ostensibly the 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 plot is that this new, I, I guess you'd call him a common rider because they call him common rider. What was it like, Marju or, well, I I'm trying to think of his name I, or Mar- Marju Marju like yeah. so so. But to me, I kind of took him as like when he first shows up, he's kind of like a an anti dj sagara you know like he's one of these yeah like sort of you know extended personalities and and space-time continuum guys that can do whatever he wants yeah his name is maja yeah maja and and like he's ruling like basically you know essentially the land of the dead i mean it'd be like if you go to like marvel comics or any place where there's lots of dead characters and in this case it's the common writer gaim universe and so he's he's essentially like You know, recruiting all these, you know, dead men to be his army, you know, and and that's, that that seems to be the main, you know, thrust of the story. And it's also a way to have a final stage show that. Features the entire cast, regardless of the continuity of the TV show, you know, characters that have died on screen and and all that kind of stuff, you know, I mean, I I think some of the backstory to this, which might not be super clear, is I I think there were lots of stage shows like I I think that the the gist of this is. Like this was one of the only ones that was put on DVD and has been subtitled by an English speaking fan sub community. But I think there are other like storylines and stage shows that probably exist.
0: Yeah, it's like not like that the the title of this is a final stage. It might not just be the title, it might just be actual this is his final stage
1: show. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the final stage show specifically. You know that deals with like the, you know we're not going to do any more live stage shows after this type thing, and and that's you know I mean it, and and it's pretty exciting and you know the the idea that you get to sort of revisit and reconnect with all these characters like for instance like you know besides Sid and who was it oh besides oh, Sid and, and... and Professor Ryoma, right like there there was Ryoma. also Ryoma, yes. there, there was also like Hase was somebody who. We Hase haven't really seen in a long time. I mean, I know he was in the soccer movie, but again, it's it's kind of like the soccer movie in that you're like, oh hey, this is cool. Like you know, we get to see Hase again and everything, and you know, of course, yeah. he's he's in the land of the dead and is being recruited, and and you've got like a lot yeah, of the characters. Sure yeah, you know, and 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 what's good is I mean, in terms of of you know when we're discussing this, like it's good that we've completed seeing the whole series because obviously this is you know, essentially the plot of this stage show is full of spoilers if you haven't seen the entire series, right? Because then you'd know that you yeah. know Perrin and and Minato and you know all, you know, basically all these characters that are in, you know, quote unquote the land of the dead, like you, you would know what's up basically, that the these characters are characters who yeah. have perished and you'd kinda get the idea like, you know, you know, essentially the plot then after that point is, you know, he he recruits all these you know, people from the land of the dead, and he wants to like basically take over the universe. And then, you know, Kota comes in, and he's in his Kawami arms armor, and you know, he he kind of shows up, and he's like, I, you know, basically, he's like, I'm, you know, king of the world, and all this stuff.
0: I gotta admit, even even though this is a live show, and you know, obviously they have a budget, you know, a, a lower budget than a TV show, like his his first like I, I wouldn't say debut, his his entrance is really good,
1: actually. Yeah, yeah, I think they all had, like, fun entrances and, and cool ways to sort of dispatch characters and stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's almost like he's a one-man dude taking on this army of the dead because he's fighting against all these, you know, former enemies and comrades of his. And then Maja, like, takes his his wallet, essentially, but, but he he, he yeah. ostensibly, you know, to me, I kind of rationalized it as he, he is like a, a bad version of DJ Sagara. So if Sagara can grant him all these powers, well, this guy can probably take them all away. And he does. And then I guess, you know, Kota gets uh, zapped, you know, back to earth. And then he's in this kind of, I mean, he's basically in the orange arms armor but it's all white and it's got these kind of like light blue spots all over it Old as, represent, you know, like mold, you know, like he's a moldy orange arms or something like that. Because now he's he's lost all his powers. And on top of that, he has amnesia like he can't recognize any of his colleagues and friends who, incidentally, it seems like DJ Sagara basically, even though most of their lock seeds were destroyed at the end of the television series, it seems like they get a free pass to, you know, one, so that they can all appear in armor on stage and they don't have to hire the real actors, and, and two, you know, so we, we can, you know, actually have, you know, fights and revisit all these characters again in a final stage show.
0: Actually, we, we, did, we did pass over something when you said Dakota Return. And you're talking about how they get the lockies back that's actually the theme before that you have darkness because you know stage shows that's usually a transition yeah. something goes yeah. dark and then the lights come that's a transition you hear you know durlian and acorn you know mr dangerous never give up and you have chip and Orin there and they're they're like they like you said they're kind of like wait why why the fuck are we in our armor like we don't have powers anymore and they're wondering where Coda is like, like, like what about coda where's he at and then it, it is kind of a funny moment with ship because he starts he, the, and it's kind of a fourth wall breaker too, because they start playing like the common Rider theme song. You know, it's like duh, dun 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 dun. It's like Comet Rider glide on, Comet Rider glide on. And he's like
1: gridion, gridion, gridion. <laughs> and then he is like, it, it kind of recaptures the the flavor of their relationship, because he he basically Oren like drop kicks him out of singing the song pretty much like he's like knock that shit off but yeah that was a that was a pretty amusing scene
0: And, and like I said, Koda does come back, and he is in his boldy orange arms. First thing I thought when I saw that armor, I was, just because of you, Derek. Derek, damn it, you and your choices. First thing I thought was, like, looks like someone needs to get fresh.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, he's got he's to clean his house and do his homework. <laughs> yeah, that just made me laugh for some reason. I just, but Like I said, that was another one of Derek's suggestions. Another good suggestion. This is this is actually really fun show. But yeah, Koda comes back, and he's got kind of like a weird amnesia thing going on, where he's like, you know... He doesn't recognize anybody. He's kind of, you know, like, what am I here? What am I? What do I look like this? You know, you know, he's, he's pretty, he's, pretty much fucked up. You know, he's still in his his, his common writer form.
1: I like how they ask him to try to name them, and then he goes down the list where he's like, okay, uh, egghorn guy, and you know, like uh, uh, pinecone yeah. guy, and and pointy guy, and then you know, of course, Bravo is like, what <laughs> pointy guy? <laughs> I'm Mister Dangerous, Bravo! And
0: it's like, oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of like he has amnesia, but it's also just kind of like he just got the shit knocked out of him, and he's just kind of getting his bearings. He doesn't know where he's at. But yeah, they eventually get confronted by Sagara, like he says Sahara or whatever you want to call him, Sagara, And he he kind of gives you some filler information to let you know what's going on. He did bring back all the writers that are alive, as far as their ability to turn into writers. And you know, he's kind of putting like you know. This task on Coda, to like, you know, save the day, you know, do, do be Coda, you know. It was like, like, can you give me, like, a log seed? No, because I am just an image on the screen. I'm actually not here. So <laughs> so he does take off. And it does get kind of, it's kind of funny, though, because we were talking about transitions before. He does show up in his, like, basket head little image, like, to the far right of the screen. And it's just, just him. And then he does his his old DJ cigar stick where he's like, you know, good morning. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he's on, like, the, the
1: V-screen and everything, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's all happy for a minute, but as he starts going more into, like, the 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 simple story, but still, as he goes into the story, like, the, the colors change to dark purple and greenish, and it gets all, like, you know, moody and stuff. So, yeah, now we, we are tasked to, you know, fight our former friends and enemies. And not only is it just uh, Orin and Chip, but also Knuckle Man comes back again. Zach is here. He's here to help out as well. And he's he's really butthurt because his opponent, like, well, one of the opponents he gets to face is not only has this uh, Maja guy gotten Duke and Sid and some of these overlords, kinda, he's also got Monado, we know that, and he's also got Baron. And Kaido is on the bad guy side right now. And that that's that's probably one of the bigger game changers because it's like, oh shit, they got Baron. He's like one of the good ones. But he is dead, so you know, fair game. And I even when I was watching this, I knew it was gonna happen because there's a big like not a big fight, but it's you know, a mid level fight between all the, you know, quote unquote dead writers and the the re revived writers. And then, you know, you hear, you know, like like you know, need some help and it's like, Oh, it's the Kirishima brothers. Here's Michi
1: and <laughs> Sakantora. Now, now they don't they don't have to hide their brotherhood from anyone when they show up together in tandem in these specials and movies. Like everybody knows that they're brothers.
0: Here, keep it. Japanese fighters stick together. Cause we're brothers.
1: <laughs>
0: Cause we're brothers. Yeah, I will admit, again, like, yeah, I haven't, I didn't really get to talk to you much about this before we started because we, I kind of watched this dry. I watched this right before we started doing this and then I had a burrito.
1: Pull back the veil. Fresh. <laughs> fresh.
0: <I'm> like, <laughs> the fresh. real lives of a fanhole.
1: You, you you watch <laughs> the special and eat a burrito. Yeah. That's
0: how you do it. But I will admit, again, when Takatori and Michi show up, I, I saw it coming. I was like, okay, they're the only guys who haven't shown up yet. And we're, you know, we're, like, about maybe 15, 17 minutes deep into this. And, like, but still, when they showed up, like, not only did I actually kind of go, like, yeah. But, like, the, the crowd went nuts, too. They're like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, cool...
1: yeah. They did go nuts. You know, you know what I wanted to dovetail into that doesn't have too much to do with this specific stage show special, but I, I think it was included on maybe the the DVD release of this because the 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 folks that subtitled this are a group called Anything Goes Fan Subs, and they also subtitled basically. I think I was telling you this before we started the show, but it's kind of like when they do these reunion stage shows with like say the next generation cast and they've got like the whole cast there and everybody's reminiscing and there there's a prompter there you know a moderator there to sort of ask them questions and and prompt discussion for a live audience and everybody kind of gets a good chuckle out of it and everything and they had a similar circumstance where basically like all You know, 13 cast members were on the stage and, you know, they did little bits where they said, oh, tell us about the relationship of Team Baron and tell us about, you know, Team Yggdrasil and Gaim and and Team Charmant and all this other stuff. And part part of me, the reason why I want to bring this up is because you said that the crowd was cheering when, you know basically the Kurishima brothers you know made their entrance and everything and I, I just wanted to say I thought it was funny because all those actors like the, the literal actors were on stage right and they each get their their individual introductions you know like the actor who plays Koda comes out and everybody cheers for him and then he goes and sits down and you know you you go through all these 13 actors and there was that part of me in the back of my head that was like dude are they all gonna boo Michi when he comes out on stage You know, and and shockingly (laughs) enough, like, I I feel like the screams for Mitchie were were way more than anybody else who who came out there. So obviously, like, he is that that bishy. Kind of, you know, cute looking boy or whatever it is. Like that, that was yeah. making the girls go crazy because it doesn't, basically, it doesn't matter if he goes Fifty Shades of Grey on their ass. They, they love him anyway just because of, you know, I guess his charming boyish good looks or whatever, you know, and, and, and I, and, you and. And and I I even thought the same thing about Sid too because I was like man I hate Sid I would I'm like if it was me in that stage show with the little fluorescent light like cheering for everybody else and going ape shit when my went out on stage like I would have been like Sid and Mitchie I would have been like boo you fucking boo <laughs> but like like that did not. Blue happen. This you know, yeah, I was like, what are you guys doing? Boo, Mitchie. Boo, Sid. Like, what are you, crazy? Anyway, but, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, it's not them. It's the characters and all that stuff. But, yeah, I, I just I, I just wanted to share that because I thought it was kind of funny. And I, I, I think... I didn't expect that kind of reaction, but I guess it's kind of obvious. Like, cause I, you know, I guess this is this is post the TV series, and and you know, I, I guess you know, Mitchie, in some sense, they they tried to you know set up his redemption arc, and this is basically playing off of that as well. So it's like him and his brother are you know working side by side, and they're trying to fight the good fight as well, and and basically help Koda regain his memories and everything. I think it's I think it's Takatora who basically figures out, hey, if we if we grab these, it's like they're they're like these little like kind of stone tablet books with like chains on them, I and he, them, yeah. he he could basically pull the lockseed off of the book and give it to Kota, and then it's like he slowly starts to gain his powers and a little bit of his memory back each time they obtain one of those lockseeds in the course of this stage show.
0: Yeah, that's during the big fight. Yeah, you know, Takatora does. He does manage to grab one of the tablets from one of the baddies and he yanks the lockseat off and he throws it to Coda. And like you said, Derek, he doesn't immediately turn into Kiwami arms. He turns into just orange arms, the regular orange arms version. And he's kind of back, but he's like, now he's more like, not as bad as when Takathor beat his ass in the show. But he's like, you know, like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, you know, I'll, I guess I'll fight. You know, he's he's still like not sure of himself, and he's still not sure if he's Coda, You know, well,
1: it's it's interesting. Like, he remembers who Michi is after he gets that lock seat, but he still has a tough time. Remembering who... But not nah, Takatora. Yeah. Takatora is yeah,
0: yeah. Michi, he yeah actually touches like, and this is theater folks, and these guys don't have any facial expressions, so you have to do stuff with body language. He like touches Michi's like, you know the chest shield is brass He's like michi you know so it's like he does remember him so but yeah this is after they get the lock seat they, they kind of you know beat feet because they're they're not winning they they did good enough to not get their asses kicked but they were not going to win so they had to kind of get out of there and they're kind of regrouping and stuff and yeah like you said all that happens pretty much what you said no point recapping that and Coda kind of runs off he's like you know like, oh, is. not nearly as dramatic as that but you know he he's he's having doubts he doesn't really know he is like i said i don't think it's because he's scared he just doesn't think he's this person he doesn't think he's this warrior so uh takatora you know goes to find them and stuff and you know they have like a little bit of a sit down heart to heart kind of thing and as much as these kind of characters these, these are two badass guys they're not going to be like you know share your feelings man it's just more along the lines of you know I like, believe in yourself and you, know, I know that you are this, you know, good person, you know, I'm, I'm Tanka Tora, come on, man, I believe in you. It seems like it kind of resonates with Koda a little bit, he's like, you know, starting to get there and stuff. So we move on to our next fight, because like I said, this is pretty much, you know, like fight, a little bit of plot, fight, a little bit of plot, fight. So for our next fight, even bigger than before, I think this was probably something that you were really happy about, because I knew you would like the design. Maja, they're, they're having this big huge fight and they got the overlord guys back into it and everything else and all the good guys are fighting and whatnot and they're kind of splitting off into little like personal rivalries and stuff like you have like baron fighting knuckle man you have chip fighting hase you know dale and you know all these kind of like little rivalries that were in the show but they never really fought like that well some of them did at one point maja he does a transformation because this whole time like derek says he looked kind of like an evil Sagara. He's got this face mask and he's got these robes on. He's kind of a skinny dude, you know. And one of the quick changes they do, he comes out in like basically the the evil Koda armor from the uh, last special we watched.
1: Yeah, it's like the 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 lemon Jimber arms, but all dark and black and everything from that one special, I think, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it was a soccer special, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's it's pretty cool looking. I mean, I I think it's cool. I like it.
0: Yeah, and obviously since it's like a suit and he's not in these robes, he can join the fight proper, too. So everybody starts throwing down. It's getting all kinds of crazy wackadoo. Oh, my God. All these fights happen. For example, Chip, through the power of never give up, he actually beats Hase. Hase gets killed again. At least that's what we see. And He's like, you know, he. I always thought it was funny. Even though it was dubbed, he was like,
1: sayonara. <laughs> it's like a projection screen explodes, and then there's that example of, like, you know, exit stage right type
0: stuff going on yeah i also have minato she gets taken out sid gets taken out so does duke sid and duke get taken out by the kirishima brothers i think minato does too and like pretty much the last fight before the big fight between koda and maja is knuckleman and baron and apparently baron kills knuckleman or so it seems <laughs> <laughs> spoilers yeah so we go to our, our our big final you know scene of the the show and Maja again transforms again, turns into like you know what what was it was it kind of it Common Rider Maja or Marja?
1: Yeah, I think I think yeah I think technically it's Common Rider Maja. You know what you know what that looked like to me. Now I feel like I have a little more Common Rider knowledge under my belt. I'm all I'm all. Th- didn't he look like <laughs> a evil version of like Habiki with like a cape and some horns? Like that's kind of that's kind of what he looked like to me. Like like Common Rider Maja looked... Yeah, He kind of has, like, all those purples and reds all together and everything. He kind of reminded me of, like, a a bad version of Fabiki with, like, a Darth Vader cape or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's okay. When he first came out earlier, I I had to fight the nurse to be like, here comes common writer Kylo Ren. (laughs) (laughs) He does transform. This, I guess, would be what you would call his final form. His, like, his boss mode, I guess, in in other words. He not only calls back the two overlords, Demisio and Regu, that he's been using already. A couple more extra suit monster actors and... It, uh, like ones like the turtle guy who beat up I don't know pudding pop whatever that guy's name was
1: <laughs> wasn't wasn't one of them the 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 lion one the like I, I, I don't know what the yeah. name was but that that one that like Hase turned into or something or
0: I think or maybe the one Yuya turned into the red line oh
1: maybe Yuya yeah maybe that was what it was yeah. but yeah yeah
0: and then there was the the peacock one that oh that yeah yeah that, that... killed yeah. Yeah, I, that was pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, get killed by, by using him as a shield. But yeah, they all run on stage, and there's a, another big, huge fight. During this fight, there's some cool scenes, that, but the comrades don't seem like they're doing too good. But then, they manage to get another tablet. And this is because, da da Baron is not on their side. Fooled you! <laughs> Kaido's been pretty much doing his thing where he's working with the bad guys but he still has his own uh, plans and agendas and he he don't like this Maja guy he's he's not he's not a fan so he's been kind of working in secret and he obviously did not kill Zach. you know, I guess faked his death. I guess It was kind of a nice turnaround, though, because if you remember in the show, they faked Bear's death at one point, you know, it was like, oh, he's dead, you know, and like, and da there you go. You, you get a nice little turnaround. So this this is probably I would say probably Derek's favorite moment. I would assume I could be wrong. They hand coded the log seed and no, wait, there is one more transformation. He turns into Jimber Lemon during the fight before Baron reveals who he is, like, you know, what side he's on. Jimber Lemon does pretty good, but he's kind of getting his ass kicked. And then Baron does the big, you know, like, ha-ha, you know, fool you, and throws him a And then we get Kachadoki Arms, which was a really cool entrance.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was super cool. I liked it. And, and it works well on stage, I think. And, and him and Baron both, you know, fight common Rider Maja, you know, at the same time and everything like that. And I thought that was pretty cool.
0: And and Baron even gets a little bit of love too because he gets to turn into banana lemon arms, which is, you know, kind of a neat little thing. So you got them in there, like two of their strongest forms, taking down Maja, trying. Unfortunately, Maja does get the upper hand and he kind of beats down Baron a little bit. Pretty much, Baron did it to save Coda. It wasn't because he was like a wuss. He was like, you know, take me out, you know, like kick my ass. Because Coda, he's fighting better. He's like, like Derek says, each form he gets, he remembers more and more and he becomes more like Coda,
1: but he's still not like, you know his hundred percent Coda, I
0: guess you would
1: say. Yeah, it all it also feels like it has that vibe of like nobody gets to kill me but you, you know, type thing too. You know, yeah, like like that whole yeah. that whole vibe where it's like you know, Baron's like, look, nobody's gonna kick your ass but me. Like, I'm not basically. I think I think what he says specifically is, I'm not gonna let some basically, I'm not gonna let this guy beat you up because you beat me up. Like, so that's. You know that's no good for me. Like that doesn't make me look good if I lost to you. But then you lose to this guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna help you beat this guy so that I, I still save some some kind of face. Yeah. So yeah, that he he you know
0: he does he, he goes out like Kaido would. You know we we've have grown fond of Kaido, and they, they did a good job of giving him a nice little meet in early on. He thought he might just be a zombie kind of character, but no, he's totally Kaido, especially in these last couple of uh, fight scenes. So Koda, you know, he's, like, a little bit broken up because Kaido's dead again. And he's like, you know, I, I need, you know, help. And, you know, he uh, receives a special lock seed. And he's standing on stage. It looks like a rock concert because there's smoke coming everywhere and laser lights everywhere. And you hear Mai's voice, you know, the the you know woman of the tomorrow or woman of the future, the second woman, whatever, you know what that. And, you know, she's basically telling Kaido, you know, like, not Kaido, Koda, you know, she believes in him, you know, that she – he. he he has the power. He's had the power all along. He just, you know, had to find himself And standard spiel. I know probably Derek was happy that my at least got her voice in there, even if she didn't show up.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I mean, you know, they, they, because it was funny, because I was watching all that, that preamble and stuff with all the interviews and stuff, so obviously she was in a lot of that stuff, and, and I, I sort of noticed, like, oh, everybody who was on stage did a voice for this stage show you know this final stage show so it was kind of like oh yeah. i see this is this is the part she plays because you're like obviously she doesn't have an armored rider form but kind of like dj sagara you know she she has her own way to make an appearance basically and then she she does her you know woman of tomorrow mysterious girl voice and everything like that which it seemed like the other cast members sort of made fun of her for that voice but i, I think i think it sounds sexy so i'm i'm all about that voice so みんなみんな
0: This finally awakens Coda's ability to turn into kawami arms, but but wait, there's more. The stage goes dark. And you hear the zipper noise that we become so fond of whenever they transform. And it's not just Kota and Kawami arms. It's all the Kamen Riders. Yep, they didn't die. They're back. Well, they died, but they came back. So all the ones that were dead are back again. All the guys who got defeated are back. And big-ass battle. All the monsters that Maja had are, you know, helping him. You know, you've got Demushu and Reju... Both of those guys get pretty good death scenes. Mushu fights Baron, just like he did in the show. Reggie gets taken out by Michi and Takatora in a very nice little death scene. And then, you know, you had the final battle. The, the the big, you know, throwdown between Maja and Koda. Maja is, you know, obviously doing the, the villain thing, you know. Saying he's weak and, you know, like, you can't beat me. I'm the strongest in the universe, you know. I'm, I'm evil DJ Sakara, for Christ's sake. So, you know, he's doing a pretty good job. Like, like there's a couple times, like, it, okay, and this, is, this is not me making fun of it, Derek, but... I did think it was a little silly because I do know a little bit about theater. I don't know as much as you. I've never been in an actual play play. Oh, are you, are
1: you, are you... The blocking of
0: picking up the weapons?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that was, no, I'll, I'll get your back on that. That was, in in a lot of the scenes, it was pretty super rough. But it's like, I don't know, I don't know how else they could facilitate that. I mean, it's obviously not going to be as seamless as the show, but like, you know, because on the show, he's supposed to like flash the belt and it just magically switches to the weapons. But in this case, is, is kind of like adam west batman like pulling out his fucking you know plexiglass shield and it's it's a little it's a little clunky you know it's like he's got this melon shield and then it's like he's got to like go like off to stage right and be like all right now i'm changing to baron spear you know and it's like it's a little I, I i got your back it was it was a little the some of those transitions I'm sure on certain nights they were probably awesome, and other nights they probably were even worse than this. But you know, obviously the the camera captured what it captured, and and these were not all seamless, and they 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 were a bit clunky. So I yeah I I understand completely. Yeah, like the the would the Metalman was kind of okay,
0: but like the minute the, man, the banana spirit got me really good because <laughs> he totally like reaches
1: over and grabs it from
0: like you know behind a like you know a, like a, a blocking you know panel and is
1: like yeah. let me grab this like, put out a spear <laughs> okay <laughs> give me give okay, me a minute okay. give me a minute I gotta grab this shit all right now we can fight again
0: but yeah he's wailing on uh, Maja, and it is a pretty good fight the, uh, take, it doesn't take anything away from the action and then the music is swelling and all that so it's very much like a Theater experience. Maja keeps, you know, getting hit and collapsing, but then standing and like, ha, ah, that didn't hurt, you know? That, that's your best attack. I can't remember. I think he's only used this a couple times in the show. Makoto finally pulls out
1: his giant cloud sword from Final Fantasy. Well, that's, that's, supposed to be, that's supposed to be Big Daddy Silver Sword. I mean, essentially, that's the only t- thing of his that makes an appearance in the entire special. So I think that's what that was supposed to represent. Yeah, it was like, yeah, we remember him. Again, it was on the ground. He picked it up. Like, hold on,
0: <laughs> just grab this real quick. But still, it is a cool sword. It is like I said, it doesn't like cloud sword. It's like a big buster sword kind of thing, you know, like cloud or guts from Berserk, you know, it's this big ass sword
1: that's like probably taller than him. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like like Ichigo and Bleach or they all kinds of different, like huge gigantic sword guys. Yeah. Yeah. And Cody
0: gives a little speech, you know, how like Maja will never win and you know, he like, you know, he knows the trueness of his heart and like, you know, all this stuff, you know, the, the coda stuff, the coda stuff we, we know and love. And with one mighty slice with no sparks, but still, it's okay. It's a stage show. He basically ends our, our, our good buddy Maja and Maja, in spectacular fashion, limps, crawls slowly up the stairs, stands on stage. And with a triumphant yell of fuck, he uh, explodes. <laughs> and, and quickly twirls stage right. <laughs> exactly. So yes, Masha is no more. But wait, this this is not we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We have a nice little kind of wrap up scene. The I guess you would say the living writers, the ones who are still alive, kind of get together, except for Coda, and they're kind of going over the, the events of the show and just like reflecting and stuff. they been in this big old screen full of like you know, common writers, like all of them. I think are non-transformed, and it's like kind of like the history of common writer and like. All these men, you know, we were living up to the common rider, you know, armored rider thing. I think I think it's all Hayesier, is it or is it all of them?
1: I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't paying too close attention to the photos. I honestly thought it was just photos from from Geim. Like I didn't I didn't notice if there were photos from I other was also different series. I could, I, okay. I, I could be wrong. I could be. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I paid enough attention to it. Like I, I noticed photos of, you know, obviously like Kota and, and all and all the different actors from Gaim, so
0: but yeah, uh, we uh, eventually get our, I guess if you're especially if you're a, a young girl, uh, we get our big payoff for this final stage show. We actually have the actual Koda and actual Kaido walk out on stage in their uh, their show costumes. You know, Kaido has his uh, coat and his uh, suit and uh, Koda, you know, ripped jeans and shirt. He, you know, he has a couple different looks during the show. And they they kind of have the standard Koda and Kaido exchange. And, you know, Kaido, like, you know, like, why you got to be such an asshole? And Kaido being like, if I'm not an asshole, did this is all good. You know, that, that kind of stuff. But Kaido does
1: kind of give him, like, you know, the, like, you're yeah, all right, kid, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much echoes, like, his his last lines to him in the show. Like, kind of the same thing. Like, you are you are really strong like you're a strong guy and i respect you type thing so i mean it you know it was cool it was it was it was a fun scene yeah. and obviously they seemed to be enthusiastic to be there and and do that little bit at the end and stuff like that i mean i guess in the back of my mind all i can think of is uh, you know some of the stuff that was more seamless in transitions was if you think about it probably everybody who was in all those different arms were different actors so even though you're following for oh, yeah, yeah. this whole thing, it's like when he transitions from you know moldy orange arms to jimber lemon to you know orange arms to Kiwami arms to Kachidochi arms and all these other things. It's like obviously the, those are all you know what is that like four yeah, like four, seven
0: guys playing four yeah, four Yoda. different
1: suit actors or whatever doing all this different stuff. So yeah, and and you know that that I thought was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and and actually even though the 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 blocking for like the weapons retrieval was a little janky, like I said. Actually, when Coda, like, especially some of those quick changes, like when he turns into Jimber Lemon,
1: is actually pretty quick and pretty seamless. It was, yeah, like, yeah. pretty they, well done. They, they probably did a, you know, I mean, obviously they had some guy in a trap door or something like that, you know, where they popped him up and you're like, hey, I'm Jimber Lemon, you know, and I was like, oh, that stuff is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and I
0: guess, like, I, I will, you know, give the final moment, which is nothing huge, but it's Coda walking upstage. And he he goes to, like, the, the big main entrance that a lot of the guys came through during the show. And he just, you know, he's like, you know, like, you know, to the future, you know, or like, you know, infinity and beyond, you know, <laughs> is his, his always hopeful self.
1: Yeah, it felt it felt like, it felt like kind of like, see you guys next time shit goes down, you know, like, I will be here steadfast protector, you know, type thing. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. You know, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was fun. So that's the, the entirety of the show. I guess
0: to pull out some random things here, I, I thought like yeah, the the pick the the picking of the monsters was kind of interesting. I, I wonder if that was just because of that's the kind of suits that they could maybe turn into because the suits weren't exactly like the show. You noticed that, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean the the material on a lot of the suits, you know, it seemed like it was probably designed for stage you know like something that they could wear but also it seemed like you know some of the stuff that was more shiny and pleathery was more cloth and you know just probably a little more durable you know than the actual you know i mean obviously in filming you can always like tweak stuff and reshoot and do things like that and if the the suits fell apart i'm sure they had more than one of them and stuff like that but i think this was designed for like This is the one suit they wore on, like, the entire tour, you know, when they're, you know, going around the country and everything like that. So it had to sort of, like, hold up and, and, you know, it's not like they had, you know, 20 of them in the dressing room or whatever. So, yeah, I I did notice the suits were, you know, I mean, they they looked fine. I mean, they looked like the show. Oh, yeah, they looked bad. You could sort of tell the materials were... Not exactly the same as as the TV show. Or yeah, like shows.
0: like the the pants were a little bit baggier, and I'm sure that's to facilitate kicks and jumps without ripping, and you know, right. all that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, it didn't look bad at all. I mean, and and a lot of the props, the props are I, like. Despite how they might have gotten those props, how they had to get to them, the actual props looked really good. I think I think those may have been in the show, maybe, but if not, they did a good job recreating them for this a show. So
1: yeah, yeah, I was
0: happy with that. Like I said, the monsters was kind of an interesting pick. They like I said you had a couple of overlords, a couple of random bad guys. But they were not the focus, so that didn't really piss me off. I guess the biggest, you know, thing is what you what do you think of Maja as the villain?
1: It was fine. I mean I, I thought he was kinda cool. Like like I said, the way I rationalized it was he was kind of like an evil DJ Sagara. I mean, as far as him becoming like his own common writer, I mean I, I like the sort of dark Jimber Lemon outfit and I thought that was a cool way to facilitate him actually, you know, participating in fights and all that kind of stuff. And then when he finally like tweaked himself to be like you know dark Habiki or whatever you know common writer maja I was like yeah that's fine I mean I get it I mean it's like he he stood out from everybody else I mean it wasn't like I had ever seen yeah. a Writer and guy like that before. I mean, is it, it? Did I think he was like super, super cool? Like, is it my favorite common writer I've ever seen? No, probably not. You know, like, but I mean, it, he worked. I mean, I, I think for the purposes of the stage show, like, it, it worked and got the point across, and and I enjoyed it. You know, so I, I, I mean, I, I can't say it was like my f- favorite suit. Yeah, but for what it was, it it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it yeah, could have been. Yeah. Could have been
0: something completely crappy looking, which it wasn't. It wasn't crappy looking at all. Just, you know, like like you said, the way these suits have to be made, they couldn't go for like something really ornate like that last guy we had, Mars, Carbon Rider Mars, where like he has these layers of armor and like, you know, really ornate and really detailed stuff. Cause like I said, that's just gonna fall off and they probably yeah. couldn't fix that during a show, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just have to kind of go simple, you know, keep it simple, stupid. One of, one of the things that I think I really enjoyed about this is I brought up Ninja Turtles earlier for a specific reason. It's because I've not really been to a lot of live shows. I didn't go into turtles either. I know. I lost some cool points. I have seen it on YouTube, various snippets of, like, the act and stuff. Yeah, they have, like, the
1: coming coming out of their shell video and stuff like that. Like, I've seen that.
0: Yeah, and, and that's one thing I was about to say is, like, as far as that goes, I can understand being a kid being like, hey, turtles are going to play music, you know, I guess. But it wasn't really – it didn't really have the turtle flavor. Also, the suits look kind of shit. They, they were not that great. I mean – and i guess you know that's that's being spoiled by the by at the time really good animatronic suits in the show but they did look a little janky they didn't look nearly as good and the main thing i was going to point out though is like that was a musical and while this show did have music it was totally background music to set the tone and everything like that nobody sang there was no dance numbers and I really appreciated that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the, I mean, I, I remember sort of being confused when I went to see the Batman live stage show. Cause I, I did sort of think maybe there was going to be some kind of dancing and musical type stuff along with it. And then when I realized it was kind of like a live stunt show, kind of like the stunt shows they put on at like either Great America, or Six Flags, or, or Universal. Universal Studios, you know, things like that. I mean, essentially, that's what it is. It's like going to watch, you know, the, I, I this is going to date us, but, you know, because it's not the Waterworld live stage show, it's, you know, for <laughs> us, it was the fucking Miami Vice stage show, but it was the same fucking stage oh, yeah. show. They used the same goddamn boats and pyrotechnics and all that other stuff, and, and, and it's like those kind of... Kind of things, you know. Don Johnson doesn't bust out into a musical number. He shoots a bunch of guys off of a fucking roof, and these stunt guys take a pratfall, like you know, a couple feet into some you know soft beds or whatever is waiting for them yeah, on the top and stuff like yeah. that. You know, and and you know, you have a good time and you enjoy it, and hopefully nobody gets too hurt, too bad while they're doing it. And and that's kind of what this sort of was, except for you know, it's like they're they're you know stage shows, and and there's you know the, obviously it's the the suit guys. Suit actors, you know, working in tandem with the pre-recorded dialogue. I mean, you know, the, the only the only thing I thought was kind of interesting was I did think that that the suit actors managed to recapture some of the 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 sort of hilarity of, say, like, Durian's Pratt Falls and the whole, you know, stuff with, like, Chip and Dale and all that kind of stuff. Or, like, but, or like, or like Duke's Arrogance, where he's like, you know, like, I'm also mean, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but I guess what I was going to say is sometimes, though, the dialogue didn't match. Like, I felt like the physicality was an overreaction yeah. compared to the dialogue sometimes. Because it's like, you know, sometimes it, it made sense, but other times... You know, like, if you heard a bit of dialogue and, and it was like, I'm not, you know, piney, you know, spiky man. And you're like, okay, yeah. well, that that's a justifiable reaction. But sometimes the line was just kind of like, Yes, I don't like that. And then it's like all of a sudden they do a pratfall, you know, and you're just kind of like, well, yeah, wait a minute. Like, and like <laughs> you, you and you're like that doesn't quite fit, but it's like you 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 get the idea they took a little license with with, you know, that. And it's like I I sort of think that worked better what they physically did, and unfortunately the, the you know, the way however they were directed to record that line in the studio just didn't Match, you know what what the actor did, sort of yeah. frenetically on stage. But I mean, you know, like I said, that was, you know, it was rare, and it's just me kind of nitpicking stuff because I I really did like this, and like I said, I'm, you know, even with the the transitions of the weapons and 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 these kind of things that we're bringing up that you know occasionally get a little clunky, I'm I'm very. Very forgiving of stuff like that, so I I don't really hold it against the yeah. show. You know, I still had a great time watching it and thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Well, I, I think it was kind of smart how they did plan out the show because they could have they could have made an elaborate set. *Common uh, Rider* guy was obviously very popular. I'm sure there was money in the bank at you know Bandai to you know make you know a huge glorious Yggdrasil tree and all that shit. But I actually preferred that they did the the screens and they did like you know basically. Like 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 I said, I've I've done a little bit of theater in in high school, it, basic blocking, like basic sets where it's just like black platforms, you know, some stairs, you know, like I said, a couple of trap doors probably here and there, and it was just simple as far as the layout, but it didn't detract from it. You know, it was like it made it better because you do have these guys flying around doing jump kicks and stuff like that, and I actually did kind of wonder. I I, I mean, I had no basis to find out really. I don't know if it, maybe on the Common Rider Wiki, maybe I don't know. But I actually wondered, I mean, I'm sure they couldn't get all of them, but I wonder if a couple of
1: the suit actors are actually from the show. This, I, I have no idea. But, I mean, some of, the, some of the work was, I mean, regardless whether they were from the show or not, I mean, you know, given that they're in, I mean, the, these suits, obviously it must not be easy to maintain your composure and do these kind of stunts when you have all this bulky stuff and masks and everything like that. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're sweat like pigs. <laughs> I, I think I think as far as I mean, I know we're being nitpicky about like weapon transitions and stuff like that, but there are so many things in it that seem just like you know, you, you're like, this is a live stage show and they're carrying on a common a, a Rider fight that on television would have, like, you know, 20 million setups and pickups and, you know, they'd take their sweet-ass time and just, you know, film, like, the one punch or the one kick. And, like, these... Yeah, editing, everything, yeah, y- really. You've got these guys doing, you know, like, you know, tuck and rolls and, you know, sweep the legs and, and, and all this kind of, you know choreography and stuff and i i thought you know they did a really good job because i I think a lot of it could have looked a lot more clunkier than it did and the fact that it looked it basically the fact that it looked a little you know a little clunky to me is like a testament to probably how well these guys performed in those suits and practiced and everything because you you only saw a little bit of cracks in in you know the, the the performance, you know what I mean, and and most times it was kind of like, oh, this flows really well the way they, you know, jumped around or the way they, you know, they they twirled off stage or or the, you know, the way they're doing these, you know, tuck and rolls and and all this kind of stuff on stage, and I was like, oh, they, they, they did a really good job, I think. Yeah, I remember like one thing that really got me is a lot of the
0: times when like a hero or a villain is on the upper level, they get to get down to the lower level they do just kind of a basic job, which I understand. It's safety. I don't want these guys killing themselves. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting there saying that's a bad thing. But there's one point where the guy playing michi slash Ryugan, he's like on the, the upper level, and he's he's got stairs in front of him. He can't get down the stairs.
1: But he, this is a like pretty awesome spinning flip, and I'm like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and, and and there were also other things. Like I kind of like the whole aspect of it. it wasn't so much that they, they broke the fourth wall, but they did this this technique that I've done in shows before where as a character, you actually enter up from the aisles within the audience and give them that weird sort of yeah. immersive, you know, aspect to the stage show. And, and they had a lot of moments like that where, you know, you had guys like knuckle man and, and durian and stuff like that especially since they're the more comedic characters it's like you're not as scared that guys like that are coming up from behind you down the aisles and everything oh uh,
0: much much of the opposite i think that the, the crowd was loving it they were like oh, yeah. look, it's yeah. Not going it's like, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah I, I think they had a good time with it and 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 i think all that stuff is kind of fun i mean it's fun to that that they were able to capture a lot of that stuff i mean honestly i really wish i mean i know i talked up the the bleach rock musical type stuff and, and this, and even, you know, things like Batman Live or whatever. But, I mean, as far as the the sort of Japanese tokusatsu stuff, like, I, you know, it's like, I guess we're hard-pressed to get, you know, subtitled Ultraman in the States as it is, except for now, you know, Crunchyroll's doing it like Gangbusters, which is great. But I th- that's something that I wish, you know, whether it's fan subbers or, you know, legitimate, you know, outlets that, that put it together. Like, I would love to see more, of these recorded live stage shows and see them subtitled because I, I have a ball watching them. I mean, I think they're the greatest thing ever. So I, I I feel like I just want to review it and kind of, you know, tell you what my, my score is. But I mean, even though we've labeled some criticisms at it, I mean, I had a really good time. I'm just going to, I'm going to give it the five out of five pineapples and not be, I'm not going to be all nitpicky about it because I had a lot of fun. So that's my, that's my review on the final stage.
0: You know what? I will admit when I was going into it, I wasn't sure because you didn't hype it. And I'm not saying that you weren't like excited to see it, but you were just like you, you were you're being realist realistic. You're like, just let you know, it's just like a stage show. It's not like, you know, a movie movie. I didn't know that, but I want to watch it. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll check it out. When I watched it, you know, I did get sucked into it. there was like, you know, like like I said, it's a very basic story, but the story like definitely works. It doesn't like you are not like, you know, like what's going on? dude. Oh, and you're also not like, you know, well, this doesn't live up to my expectations. You've got all the common writers from Gaim on one stage. Yeah. Yeah. And at various points, they're all fighting each other. I mean, that's just cool. I mean, it is really cool. And just a couple of small things that were really like small little moments that I also like. There's one point where Zengetsu Shin takes out, I think it's Redu, I think. I think when he takes out Redu, he uh, points his arrow up in the air. And in the back's backdrop, all these little, like,
1: you know. Yeah, it was almost kind of like fireworks or something like the the way the curvature of it like went on the screen like that was pretty cool yeah
0: yeah and, and you have to time shit like that you i mean as an actor on stage you have to be like okay here's my cue let's do this <laughs> you yeah. know so i mean i i think I'll, I'll i'll echo your five out of five not just because it was fun and entertaining which i i, I totally agree but i give I, i'm like you i give those guys credit they had to go out there and work their
1: ass off for like yeah, 45 yeah. minutes yeah yeah I, a mad respect for for all the participants in the stage show because I, I don't think any of that stuff can be easy. I think I think it's it's so good because they made it look easy, you know, but uh, but I'm sure it was far from easy. and I'm sure they had to do a lot of preparation to to get it to look that that simple, basically. So I yeah, total total respect and and I, I think it was it was a lot of fun and it was great.
0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Jack You may recognize my voice from the Vault of Starling Monster Horror Tales of Terror, and if you don't, you should be listening. But today I need to ask you a few questions. Do you like big bugs and you cannot lie? Other robots just can't deny that when the Queen of Space walks in and puts a blast in your face that your gears get sprung? Are you deep in the bee we're sharing? Are you hooked and you can't stop staring? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then have I got a podcast for you. Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie podcast. From classics to cults and all the yummy, yummy cheese in between. Look for my new show, Bots, Bugs, and Babes, on the Two True Freaks Network and on iTunes. That's Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie podcast. Double J on the triple B is your hookup. Holler if you hear me. Cool, yeah. I would say as a if you're a guy fan, totally watch it. I do echo what Derek said earlier, though. Please watch the entire series first, or you'll be kind of lost, or you'll spoil
1: yourself for the actual show. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, watch. I, I suppose yeah. if they listen to this, they sort of spoiled themselves too. But I mean, we're hoping that by this point, you've heard all our other guy podcasts, so so you yeah you, you went on the journey with us. Else. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. I,
0: if you're if you're a common writer fan, totally check it out. And if you're a theater fan like Derek, who who grew up, you know, doing theater and you know. It was a part of his life for a long time. Totally check it out for a fun stage show, fun stunt show. I mean, you know, you I need mean, if you don't know anything about Gaim, you could probably watch this cold, like not seeing anything from Gaim and be like, you know, if you just like cool stunts, you'd be like, oh, that was pretty fun. So, so, yeah, definitely cool, awesome stuff. Final stage, you know, gets five out of five, awesome all around. There is a sad note to this, though. This means that we have taken down yet another Common render Gaim experience. We've got two left, and... I don't think this is spoilers. You guys know what they are. If you've, if you've been regular follower of fan holes, we've got the Drive and Tom and Guy team up movie, which I believe that will be next, and we might have a surprise that I'm not going to spoil for that. And then finally, the last thing we're going to be doing, we promised we would do it if it came out, and it did come out, and it came out last year actually. We're going to be doing the final, as far as we know, unless they decide to pull spring trap on us and do another one doing the second and possibly final Gaim Gaiden, which is Duke and Knuckleman. So we've got two more things to do with Gaim. I actually wanted to throw it to Derek because him and our good buddy Justin are going to be doing something for Toku Thursdays. What's coming back,
1: Derek? Well, uh, Justin and I are also going to be bringing back Android Kikaida. So we're going to try to bust some of those out for you guys too. So hopefully like that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll vary it up and stuff, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to try to go back into episode by episode coverage of the original Kakaida Tokusatsu. So, if you guys are jonesing for that, that should be coming up pretty soon as well.
0: Yeah, I'm actually excited for that. You and Justin seem to really enjoy that show, and I actually actually kind of got into it too because of you guys. So yeah, so that is Toku Thursdays. Gaim Final Stage. Hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you do enjoy listening listening to fan halls, be sure to check us out on social media. We've got a Twitter, we've got a Instagram, we've got you know Facebook. Obviously, we've got. You know, a tumbler. we've got all this stuff you can like see our funny little images on. You know, Mike has been working really hard to get our Instagram working good and proper as far as full of content. That's really funny. If you always wonder where you can listen to Fan Holes, you of course can listen to us on our blog spot. But we also have Stitcher Radio. We are on iTunes. There's no reason you can't like pick up a episode of Fan Holes and just listen to it on the train or in your car or even when you're working out. Because, I mean, really, what makes you want to work out more than hearing me talk about Guys in armored rider suits. But, uh, yeah, so you got all those ways to listen to us. If you want to get in contact with us, you can contact us at podcast at gmail.com. We love getting any kind of criticisms or compliments. You know, if you like what we're doing, we appreciate that. You can get to us on Facebook. So, yeah, just all kinds of ways to get in touch with us. We love feedback. We love hearing if we pissed you off or you're really excited about Guy. And I think that should do it for this episode of Toku Thursday. So, until then, this is
1: Tony saying... And this is Derek, Derek WC, signing off to the stage.
0: Excuse me. Um, burrito.
1: But then, burrito. I know, right? Burrito really had, arms. Had <laughs> <laughs> this big fucking burrito comes down on your head.
0: <laughs> indigestion of hammer. <laughs> Dude.
1: I'm I'm sure I'm sure after listening to you talk about burrito arms, I'm like Big Country is back at the gym, doing uh, double <laughs> reps right now because you know. <laughs>
0: hearts on fire.